From the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Friday night. <laughs> you made it. It's, it's 7 o'clock and beyond. You, you Maybe you have your first cocktail in hand already. I'm not sure. If you're driving, please don't. But uh, if you're anywhere else, uh, happy weekend to you. And, you know, I always say this. If you've made it to the sound of Christine and Kevin's voices, you have made it for good for the weekend. Hi, Lady Christine. How are you? Hey, welcome to the weekend, Kevin McCullough. I, I don't have uh, my Negroni in hand tonight. I am, I'm for some reason, drinking coffee, and I don't quite oh, figure gosh. out how that's working out on a Friday <laughs> evening, but that nonetheless, that's what it is. Hey, last week, we were, gonna, we were talking movies kind of in the, in the free time, and right. I understand that you were one of these strange creatures, not, not dissimilar to Tom Cruise, who not only... Uh, said that they were going to go see one of the movies over the weekend, but you saw both of the top box office performers last week. Did you do it in the same day? Oh, oh no, 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 no. We we took a day in between. You know, okay. and it's interesting because we finally had a very nice weekend, but uh, there still managed to be some rain in there, so I didn't feel so guilty going to the movies. But yeah, yeah. we saw uh, Oppenheimer first. Um, which... I think you had to do it in that order too. Yeah, like, yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't go see Barbie and then end with with the bomb. No, like you, you need the dinner before the dessert. <laughs> That's right. So, um, you know, look, Oppenheimer. It's an important message. It's fascinating, well acted, um, beautiful. But you know, I know just a a little bit more about World War II than probably the average person because I read a lot about it and. You know this 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 rush for the a bomb. Obviously, during uh, Hitler's reign, we needed to get it done quickly for obvious reasons. But then they don't really go into the details of once Hitler, uh, you know, was out of the way, right? Uh, why we were still moving forward, and it got a little confusing at that point. I think for the average viewer, was it because of the Russians? Because it was the Japanese? They hardly mentioned Pearl Harbor. They hardly mentioned the rush for preventing what was supposed to be the greatest attack on POW camps that the Japanese were planning to annihilate all of them in mid-August. And that's why the bomb had to be dropped on August 6th. So all of that got lost. And yeah. there was just this, then this infighting with, you know, I, I don't know. It could have been a half hour less and maybe 45 minutes less. And if you just added a little bit more of the intrigue about what was going on with Japan, there may have been this rush, you know, where you're sitting at the edge of your seat. It was like, well, Hitler killed himself. I'm like, oh, okay. So now what are we doing this for? Like, it, it wasn't that answer. Yeah. That question really wasn't answered. Well, people don't probably. really know. I mean, like you said, there's not a lot of broad knowledge about World War II. And I personally, having been kind of a student of history, think it's it's maybe the most significant period of, of human history, certainly in the modern era because so much of the globe was changed by its outcome or would have changed in a different way had there been a different result if America had not emerged as the global force that it was. But what people, some people don't realize is that Hitler was very much in pursuit of some type of uh, atomic weapon. And, you know, the fact that we beat him to it um, was very important. Also, he was just down the stretch. He just, he was such an idiot when it came to his tactical strategies and, and the, the idea that he could sustain a two-front war at any point in time once D-Day occurred was, you know, so foolish on so many levels. But the thing that people get into arguments about now, at least this is what I hear from college students and stuff, is that they always look at the development of our nuclear capacity as one of the great, you know, moral question marks of history. And if you talk to historians, what you were just pointing out is so true. Not only would Japan, who already knew it was losing the war, 
not only did they plan on going and murdering, you know, all the POWs that they possibly could, but they um, they were intent on not surrendering at all. We did kill a lot of people collaterally by dropping the two bombs, but there's no doubt that in the long haul of history, we saved hundreds of thousands of lives, maybe millions of lives because of it. And it's I don't think that anybody wanted to cha- trade places with Truman for a bazillion dollars on like right. who would want to make that decision. But at some point in time, you have to say, will this will this do the greatest good long term? And that was the, that was the calculation that they made. Very, very difficult decision, no doubt. And Truman had a meeting with Oppenheimer and he almost had to bolster Oppenheimer because he was questioning it. And he said, you know, because of what you did, we ended the war. And because he also prevented others from getting the bomb, like Japan or Germany, it prevented them from using the bomb in a very destructive way. I mean, look, it's it's they picked the city's that would do the least amount of damage to. There were 15 cities that they could have bombed in Japan, yeah. and they, they really agonized over where they were going to drop these bombs. So um, it was well done in that regard. So That's I recommend it. I know there's some other controversies about it, but I'm still uh, eager to see it. Now, you also, <laughs> bookend here, you yeah. went from the <laughs> uber <laughs> historical uh, <laughs> educational <laughs> observation yeah. to Barbie. How was that? Yes. You know, you know, both Oppenheimer and Barbie, the, the great thing about both of them, though, is that the theaters were full. And it gave me hope because with Oppenheimer, it meant that people were actually interested in history. OK, and the, with Barbie, the theater being full, it was just a fun experience. There were moms and daughters all dressed up in pink. There were families. It was it was just this giddy night out, you know, that and some of the theaters that now serve adult beverages, they were doing fun Barbie Bellinis and pink, you know, <laughs> so, you know, well, it made the popcorn go down a lot easier, but it was, it, look, it is what it is. It's a, it was a fun um, movie. It had a message. I it was, up, yeah, it, I'm going to, I'm going to hold you to this. What was the message of the Barbie movie? <laughs> okay, so, uh, the message was that uh, men, men are, men are empty headed a little bit. They're more plastic than women. Um, no, but Look, it still happens. Patriarchy is still an issue. Uh, the funny thing is, it's still happening, which is what one of the men said. Yeah, it's still happening, but we we know how to do it better now. We're quiet about it. <laughs> so to me, I thought that was the best line because it's, it's rather true now. Uh, but you know what? It, it prompted a discussion with our family on the ride home, uh, you know, about pay disparity and about, you know, women's choice, though, of being able to choose to be a mom, which means that you're going to have to take yourself out of the workforce, but that is a choice that women can now make. Not every woman can make that, by the way, and that is, you know, a lot of women still have to work and they can't afford to have nannies and they can't. So there is that issue. But at the end of the day, there was a message. I grew up playing with Barbies. Uh, You know, I'm not ashamed to say it. Um, And there's a lot of kids that think Barbies are not cool, but when you look at what Barbie and Mattel, what they were trying to do is by diversifying Barbie, it was trying to make Barbie a career woman. It was trying to be, make Barbie everything for every woman who had uh, a lot of choices. If, you know, whether you wanted to be a career woman or whether you wanted to stay at home, whether you wanted to be, uh, you know, uh, plastic Barbie or you wanted to be President Barbie. So, um, and it did go into a little bit of the history of that, and it was pretty funny. That's way more cultural observation than I was planning on getting from Sorry. you about the uh, Barbie film. No, it's great. I'm glad I'm glad it had layers to it. That's uh, encouraging for people that want to go see it. Um, well, we've got a big show straight ahead. Uh, we're going to talk food a little bit later tonight because Tim Zagat from the Zagat Survey Organization is going to be with us. And I just uh, have to I just have to let you know, Kevin, he will if you if I don't tell you, he will. Zagat rhymes with the cat in the hat. All right. I will make that Zagat. correction before we get to Zagat. It's all, all right. good. Zagat. We'll do it. We'll do the it right. Cat in the hat reads Zagat. <laughs> and then we have Pat Quinn, uh, yeah. you know, famous for his son that created the ALS Bucket Challenge. Hard to believe it's that time of year again, August but 5th. we're yeah. back to the back to the ALS Challenge. So yeah. we'll have a, a great conversation with him as well. I'm Kevin McCullough. She's Christine Nicholas. It is Friday. You don't want to be anywhere else.
Hi, folks. I'm delighted to announce my next listener cruise with the good people, quality people at Coastline Travel. England, Iceland, Greenland. Yes, Greenland. June 24 to July 5th, 2024. We'll be sailing on the Region 7 Seas, one of the most beautiful, luxurious ships I have ever seen. The 7 Sea Splendor with white glove service, spacious rooms, superb cuisine. Region is a five-star luxury line and all-inclusive. That means business class airfare included. One-night pre-hotel in London, shore excursions, unlimited beverages, gratuities, and of course, special events with me, all covered in the cost. We'll visit spectacular places in Iceland, a port in Scotland, the Faroe Islands, and three ports in Greenland. But the best reason to travel is the fellow listeners you'll meet on my trip. They always sell out fast. Click the banner at DennisPrager.com or email PragerListeners at Coastline Travel. Again, the banner on my website or send an email to PragerListeners at CoastlineTravel.com. Listen to us online at AM970TheAnswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. On MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. Queen-size MyPillows, regular price is $69.98, now only $19.98, and just $10 more for king-size. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to get Mike's amazing offer on the Queen's size my pillow for only 1998 or call 800-651-0798 use the promo code joe p in addition to the special anniversary offer on the my pillows you will also receive deep discounts on all my pillow products such as bed sheets mattress toppers pet beds mattresses my slippers and so much more go to mypillow.com or call 800-651-0798 use the promo code joe p to take advantage of mike's special offer on his my pillow hi this is joan herman host of change your attitude change your life's conversations with joan conversations with joan focuses on topics that are important to your life every sunday night some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness professional development and personal well-being They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. Tune into Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand. And while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. Listen to Joe Piscopo in the morning, weekdays at 6, Mike Gallagher at 10, on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Here you it here. It is critical. We keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for news, weather, and opinion. AM is also the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping you advised of threatening weather conditions and amber alerts. Text AM to the number 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Again, text AM to the number 52886. Standard message and data rates may apply. Our hosts tell it like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, the answer. Of all the boys, boys, boys. And now, from New York, back to Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, it's the Friday edition of Radio Night Live. We call it the Fun Friday edition. But, Christine, I have often been one to say that it is the Fun Food Friday edition of Radio Night Live. Yes, our favorite four-letter F word, food. Yes, food. (laughs) Uh, Well, and as anybody who is... a within a reasonable distance of friendship with me knows um, my bride and I are just, we're geeks when it comes to food. We love food. We love, and you know, that was something that this city kind of birthed in us in a new way. We liked food before we moved to the tri-state, but once we were here and uh, participating in the style and life of New York on a daily basis, it was like, okay, this is really where the food is happening. And along that line, when we moved into the little town that we reside in, um, one of the things that she noticed immediately was that in about, I would say a little more than half of the windows in our village, 
of the eateries that made up the downtown of where we live that uh, there was this little burgundy and white um, sticker in some of those windows that said Zagat survey on it. And she was like, this is, these are the places we want to eat. Um, and we ate at every one of them within just a few weeks, but I have ever since that time had a great desire to speak to our next guest, but I will let you do the introductions. Well, thank you so much. That is the bell that says Tim Zagat is on the line, uh, first time caller into Radio Night Live, dear <laughs> friend of mine. Uh, Tim Zagat was the chairman of NYC and Company, now New York City Tourism. When I was the CEO, he was chairman, so we were able to work hand in hand. And it was during the time when 9-11 happened, so you can only imagine. Uh, but the reason why New York City is a city of a foodie city is really because of this man who is our guest tonight, Tim Zagat, the founder of the Zagat Survey, the founder creator of New York City Restaurant Week. Um, Tim and Nina Zagat have done so much to make New York City a dining destination that we are just so honored to have Tim Zagat join us on Radio Night Live. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Christine. Hope so to see you in person soon. <laughs> yes, we hope so too. Uh, Tim, give us give our listeners just a, a brief background on how the Zagat survey started. Yeah. Well, it started as a hobby. We were uh, simply thinking that our friends ate out a lot and we didn't have a very reliable way of deciding where to go and how much it would cost and the quality of food, decor and service. And um, we just said, look, if you had enough of us doing this, all of our friends ate out regularly, we'd just share the experiences and uh, come up with something that was more accurate and trustworthy than uh, any single reviewer could be. Who knew that it, we turned out to be right? And people began, more and more people began to participate in the survey and also more and more people began to rely on it. And you Tim. had all these surveyors, like how did how did you manage that? There were thousands of them, or how did you- How did, how how did, did one stuff? become a surveyor? Yeah. And how many surveyors did you need to have a real sense of what the, uh, the accuracy needed to be? Well, we started with a smaller number of restaurants in 1979, about a hundred restaurants. And we had 200 people who ate out three to four times a week. Uh, the next year it was uh, 200 restaurants and 500 surveyors. And the next year it was 300 restaurants and 1,000 surveyors. And some years later, we sold out to Google. That was in 2011. And we had close to a million people around the world uh, rating thousands and thousands of restaurants around the world. And not just that, we were rating uh, hotels, resorts, spas, and a lot of other things. And the basic concept was accurate, that if you had a lot of avid people who enjoyed doing it, number one, they would do it actively, they would enjoy doing it. And number two, because they were avid, they usually were knowledgeable. Mm. And uh, the net result was people found that the results for uh, the descriptions of the restaurants or the hotels or the spas or whatever it was uh, were pretty consistent with their own uh, when they went there, what they found. In some ways, Tim, it seems to me that this process, not to take anything away from Michelin, but to have stars assigned for eateries and to have kind of the elite perspective of the the stamp of approval of you know the kind of the the biggest brain in the industry or whatever is far different than what you're talking about is kind of the forerunner to blockchain technology it's a network of people that are verifying and talking about and observing and so forth and in and you you drew your strength from the collective of the opinion not just the whether or not it was erudite enough or credentialed enough, et cetera, et cetera. This was actually, people could read the survey and go, yeah, I can depend on this because there's probably a lot of people in there that rated it that think like me. Uh, I just think that without trying to explain uh, how Michelin does its ratings with five people in a city around the world, in New York, we had 48,000 people <laughs> uh, rating and reviewing 
just to cover the thousands of restaurants in New York, no five people can do it. No one, no. The idea that one critic can eat in each one of the restaurants. Think about it. If you went once each as a single critic, five times, five days a week, twice a day, that might be 10 restaurant meals a week, give you a weekend off, okay? <laughs> and 50 weeks a year, you could go to 500 restaurants. The trouble is New York has 18,000 restaurants. That means over how many years would it take you to cover the territory? Uh, it's simply, you can't do it with one or two people. Now, the assumption that somebody is, um, you know, qualified. Christine likes Northern Italian food. I like Southern Italian. Why should we listen to each other on the subject of Italian food? Who says that these people are experts? Or who says that they have the same taste? By the way, food, decor, service, and cost are very different things. Yeah. You may feel the same way about food as I do. You say they're great food, but it's uh, you're 20 years old and I'm 50 or 60, and we feel very different about the noise level in the restaurant. Completely, you know, uh, the older person doesn't like noise. The younger person thinks it's no good unless there's a lot of noise. There's just so many factors that need to be worked out on a, and can only do it with a scale of many responses. Well, you're talking to Tim Zagat right now, or we're listening to Tim Zagat right now, the founder of Zagat Survey, the founder of Restaurant Week, which uh, we want to hear more about that when we come back from the from the break, because we've been promoting Restaurant Week. We had Kellyanne Curtin from NYC Tourism. We've had Tracy Nieparan on. This is a program that we truly support, we love, we think it's great. But I got to say, Tim Zagat, when you and Nina founded this, uh, I can remember there wasn't a person that didn't have that Zagat guide in their breast pocket or in their purse. And it was like the Bible of like figuring out, you know, where to eat that night. And it became almost like a quest. Do you think New York City's restaurant uh, scene today is as exciting as it was, say, 20, 30 years ago when Zagat was really, you know, at its, you know, when the books were out? Yes. Okay. All right. We're going to hear more about that. And we want to hear some uh, if we don't, if you don't mind sharing some of your, uh, you know, top restaurant choices. All right. Uh, she's Christine Nicholas. I'm Calvin McCullough. And we are t uh, visiting, as she just said, with Tim Zagat. We are so honored to have him with us. Coming right back, talking more food. Stay here. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting Ukrainian and Russian forces battled for a key village in southeastern Ukraine, with Moscow's forces pounding it with artillery amid Kyiv's grinding counteroffensive. Russia accused Ukraine of firing two missiles at southern Russia near the border and wounding 20 people. Russian forces blasted an unoccupied apartment building and adjacent security services office in the central city of Dnipro. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell has repeatedly said he is fine since he froze up mid-sentence during a press conference on Wednesday. And now his office is trying to tamp down speculation that he might not fill out his term as leader because of recent health issues. In his statement, his office said that McConnell appreciates the continued support of his colleagues and plans to serve his full term in the job they overwhelmingly elected him to do. More details at SRNNews.com. Increase your investment knowledge in a unique way this year. Join us on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise along with The Money Show. Visit EagleFinancialCruise.com for details and to secure your cabin. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're looking outside of big corporate control. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something worth watching. The new Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. SNC is home to Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Watch anytime on any screen, free 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. Like AM 970, The Answer? Then don't forget to like us on Facebook. Interact with us. Share your thoughts about your favorite shows. Give feedback to our hosts. Share your opinion on hot topics. Learn about events and more. AM970TheAnswer.com. 
Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. Have you been injured in a construction site accident? Have you fallen from a scaffold, ladder, or height while on the work site? If the answer is yes, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. In most cases, the law in New York favors you as the plaintiff if injured in a fall while working on someone else's property. It is important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Cammons at 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Cammons, fighting for justice, fighting for you. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best, period. <laughs> so tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. And now, back to Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough, and we've got a, we've got a big show straight ahead. We're still going to talk about the ALS uh, Ice Bucket Challenge, which is just around the corner. And then tonight, Christine has tips, and I've got a tipsy tip for you. I'm going to give you a recipe for a cocktail that you may not have had, may not have ever heard of, but it's a classic, and I'll give you the, the, the home run recipe for it. But we continue our discussion with Tim Zagat. It's not it's not Zagat, which I've heard a lot of people say it's Zagat. We're getting it right. Um, but, Tim, thanks again for being here. Christine just set you up with a softball before the uh, break. Um, the food scene today and come, some of your favorites. Where is the great food residing in New York these days? I think it's all over. And the fact is, I mean, it sounds sort of uh, ridiculous to say that. But this food in New York is better than it has ever been. Uh, it was been getting better and better for many, many years. It's more diverse and it's better quality. Uh, also, the uh, availability of food is uh, pretty much wherever you look in the city, you're going to find good places. Uh, Manhattan used to be the core, but now you people go to Brooklyn just to go to eat. People go to Queens from Manhattan. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to let you off the hook that easily. You got to give me where you and me have eaten in the last. If you don't even want to say it's the favorite, but where have you guys frequented recently? Well, there's a couple of uh, Japanese restaurants. I never thought when I was a boy that I'd be going to Japanese restaurants and recommending them. But Tanoshi Sushi on um, uh, York Avenue between 73rd and 74th. Oh, my God. It's like going to Japan, again, without having an air ticket. Uh, it's just great. It's simple. The decor is not much to talk about, but boy, the food is great. Another place up a second floor on 55th Street, just east of 8th Avenue, uh, just near the soup kitchen uh, is, um, or oh, the soup man. Remember the soup man? Yes, from Seinfeld. Yeah. They still have No it. soup for you. <laughs> right, no, and it's right on, right next to this yakitori toto. Upstairs, I'm probably gonna not be able to get in after I say this. What wonderful yakitori food! It's on skewers, absolutely amazing. 
very inexpensive. You can eat till you drop. And uh, it's just like going to Tokyo. Wow. So aside from Japanese, give us a steakhouse, give us an Italian. Oh, you know, there's so many good steakhouses these days. I guess I still love to go to Brooklyn and go to guess where. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I know where. I I, I know exactly oh, where. You tell me. Amy, Amy Rubenstein. Amy yeah. Rubenstein's place, you know. I'm just blanking on the name right now. This is That's the problem. That's why I'm asking you for help. <laughs> Peter Luger. Peter Luger. <laughs> we need her when we need her. Peter Luger, 25 years in a row, mm. uh, until we you know sold our survey to Google, 25 years in a row got the number one steakhouse and still is a great place to go for steak. And, but so, Tim, can I ask you about that? Because yeah. I think it was about five, maybe six years ago that the Times absolutely shredded Luger's. Yeah. Well, let me shred the New York Times. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. I'll shred the New York Times. I was, I was going to ask. They have one critic. You had tens of thousands that were going there. That's so. right. Thousands of people love going to Peter Luger, but there are lots and lots of... When we started surveying in 1979 in New York, we had trouble finding 20 steakhouses. In our last 2020 guide, we had over 100 steakhouses in wow. New York. Wow. What does that tell you about the proliferation of steak in New York? It's fantastic. Point out one is special. You know, it all depends on what you feel like tonight. Well, what do you feel like eating tonight, Kevin? It's Friday night. Where, where, where are you going? Well, if you had a, an Italian recommendation for uh, for Manhattan, what's what's your favorite right now? Oh God, there's too many Italian restaurants. Well, we've eaten a couple of meals at Latanzi. We like that one. Okay, uh, let me switch gears then, real quick. French, give me give me the best French place because next year my my wife my bride's birthday falls on. Um, Bastille Day. Bastille Day. And uh, she's always wanted to have a French feast on her birthday. And next year, I think I'd like to make that happen. Where would you recommend? Le Bernardin. Oh. Seafood. Not inexpensive. But no. God. And we've done it. Mr. Repair does it right. And there's no he, doubt. Eric Repair is one of the great chefs in the world, not yes. in New York. Uh, Jean-Georges Von Gerichten's restaurant, Jean-Georges, is a great restaurant. He's got several. Uh, you know, we're fortunate that we have a choice and you can find now a lot of very simple French restaurants. I love bistros and uh, you get to something like Le Gratin or Le Gamin. Yeah. No, Cafe Undutois right, right up the block from us. I'm there right. for lunch at least once or twice a month. Cafe Undutois. Yeah. It's sometimes a matter of convenience, but there's plenty around. There's that's one of the great things about New York. You can go around the corner and find a good meal. Tim Zagat, thank you for your time tonight. You've been very generous. And please come back and visit us again. We we could talk food with you for an entire episode uh, at some point in time. But tonight, you've been very generous to be with us, and we're very grateful. Great to see you. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk. We're going to throw some ice uh, ice bucket on all of this. Stay here. <laughs> You know, everyone goes to bed, but not everyone goes to sleep. Like many, I have a fairly demanding schedule, right? It's important I get a great night's sleep. I want to be sharp and at my very best. Sleep is something that I used to struggle with. I had tried a number of products to help, but I began searching for a natural solution. Well, I found it from some old friends. Relief Factor. I was at the Relief Factor headquarters, and I learned all about sleep by Relief Factor. It has been a godsend for me. With Sleep by Relief Factor, I'm finally getting the best night's sleep of my life. I wake up refreshed. I'm never groggy. I feel the difference every single day. I urge you to check out Sleep by Relief Factor. Get your first bottle of sleep for only $19.95. You'll sleep better, feel better, and get more rest. Call 800 the number 4 relief to order now or you can go to relieffactor.com/sleep. Call 800 4 relief. That's 800 the number 4 relief or go to relieffactor.com/sleep. If it can help me, there's a good chance it'll help you. Invest in yourself, invest a peace of mind. Relief Factor Sleep 
This is Mike Gallagher. Sign up today for an unforgettable experience in Israel this October. Dennis Prager and I are traveling to the Holy Land on the Stand with Israel tour with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. This is a trip of a lifetime. You don't want to miss it. Register today before it's too late. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com, or call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519. And together, let's Stand with Israel. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. If you're a local business and want to see what Salem Surround can do for you, Google Salem Surround New York. Remember to Google Salem Surround New York today. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Hugh Hewitt doesn't see Israel listening to Biden. Voting in the Knesset has begun on the judicial reform bill. Protesters are all over Israel on both sides of it. Joe Biden weighed in yesterday and did more damage than good, I think. Probably encouraging the left to be more intransigent. Uh, I don't think any Israeli... On the center right, gives a dog on what Joe Biden thinks. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 3, right before Joe Piscopo at 6, on AM 970, The Answer. Save the Storks is an astounding organization. You talk about a ministry that's truly doing God's work, saving lives, because Save the Storks has been creating baby-saving medical vehicles called Stork Buses for over a decade. What's a Stork Bus? These are state-of-the-art mobile medical clinics. On board a Stork Bus, a woman can receive a pregnancy test, an ultrasound, prenatal care, resources, and so much more. Every Stork Bus is designed to meet the needs of women where they are in their pregnancy and help protect protect the sanctity of life. Your compassion can help these women today. I'm a monthly Save the Storks donor. I want you to be one too. I'm asking you to sign up and become a Save the Storks monthly partner. Your gift of just $35 a month will ensure that more women who are in an unplanned pregnancy are made aware of the choice for life for their babies and themselves. Donate now. Savethestorks.org slash Mike G. Savethestorks.org slash Mike G. Savethestorks.org slash Mike G. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The answer. Ooh, what a little moonlight can do. Back to Kevin McCullough, live from New York. All right, Kevin McCullough. And if AB was telling us the correct thing uh, in the break, Christine, it was exactly one year ago today that our next guest joined us for the first time. Why don't you, uh, I'll give you the honor of uh, reintroducing Mr. Quinn. Absolutely. Thank you, Kevin. And I want to welcome Pat Quinn back to Radio Night Live. Um, Pat is, you know, so well known in the Yonkers community and what's happening uh, at Empire City Casino by MGM Resorts is they are going to be hosting the annual ALS Ice Bucket Challenge, um, which uh, is taking place on August 5th, on Saturday, August 5th. So uh, this annual event takes place trackside. Uh, which is also very interesting. So it starts at 1 p.m. with the ice bucket dump, uh, which will be- We don't think they're gonna let you dump all those ice buckets in the (laughs) casino. You gotta clean up that carpet afterwards. That's true. <laughs> right. It can go, uh, it can go trackside, you know, there you go. Where the grass the needs to grow. <laughs> cool off the horses. Uh, but Pat Quinn, welcome back to radio night live. Um, and we really appreciate your dedication to ALS. Um, and and everything that you've done over the years. Mm. Um, so, thank you so much for having me. Um, why don't Pat, if you could, for our listeners, although they they may have heard you last year, but this is a busy time of year with uh, holiday travel. Why don't you walk us through? I mean, we know the story, but how you got started and and what gave you this inspiration to start the Ice Bucket Challenge, which is is gone viral and is so well-known across the entire nation. Well, back in 2014, that was the first Ice Bucket Challenge. So we're at our 10th year right now, not the 10th anniversary, but our 10th, our 10th annual Ice Bucket Challenge. And uh, Pat started that, my son Pat started that um, on a fluke, actually. He saw it on a video from a golfer who was doing it in Florida for a different charity. 
he thought it'd be a great idea. So he started doing it locally up here. And, you know, part of the, part of the appeal of it was, was this was hot, ice bucket water, pouring it over your head, challenging three of your friends to do the same thing and or make a donation to the ALS Association. And it started off slow. Pat reached out to another young ALS patient up in Boston, a good friend of his, Pete Frades, and they started talking about social media and how we could get it on there, which they started doing. And all of a sudden, it took on a life of its own. It just, every day, every day, thousands and thousands of videos were coming in, people doing the Ice Bucket Challenge, where in a 10-week span, back then in 2014, $185 million, million dollars was raised in the United States and $220 million raised worldwide for ALS research and hopefully for a treatment and a cure sometime down soon down the road. Wow, that is really amazing. You know, you, it shows you the power of social media, but it also shows you the power of good, you know, good things that come out of, of very difficult and bad and sad uh, circumstances. Mm -hmm. And it's a tribute to your son, Pat, that he was able to sort of, you know, take this and turn it into a positive force and um, for so many years. So for that, we are tremendously grateful and also honored that you're with us. Um, tell us more about August 5th. And are you going to be participating in the Ice Bucket Challenge this year again? Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're gonna you're gonna do the bucket yourself as well. A hundred percent. We we're expecting about 300 people there um, to dump water on themselves again this year. Um, we're gonna have uh, some ALS patients there, so we always want to let them know that we're still here fighting for them. Hmm. Uh, we honor those past uh, the past couple of years that are no longer with us, and but it's important that we remember them and their legacies, but it's also as important that the ALS patients that come that day know, hey, we're here for you, we're fighting for you. We keep this awareness event going. It's one of the biggest awareness events in the country. We do it every single year and we'll continue to do it until there's a treatment and hopefully someday soon a cure. And it's important that they know that because ALS patients, they can only hope for something. So if we can let them leave there with just a little hope, a little faith, a little positivity that something is working, something is coming around, then it's been it, it, it's been a success. Pat Quinn Sr. is who we're speaking with on Radio Night Live on this Friday edition. And Pat, I'm just curious, um, in the 10 years that you've done this, have there been uh, noticeable milestones in the research that you could share with us? What have been some of the advancements in the last 10 years? Advances have been slow, but they have been coming. And it's and thanks to the Ice Bucket Challenge and the money's raised, um, a lot of the research and a, and a lot of the scientists, they're able to now do more work on finding out what causes ALS, what the, what can we do to expand life, etc. And there are three new drugs that have come uh, into the public eye within the last 10 years that pro, that's prolonging life in ALS patients anywhere between three and nine months. And Which is usually, the, if I if I could interrupt you just for a second, I talk sure. to a lot of doctors. That's usually the course on how you you first prolong the the life and you improve the quality of the life, and then eventually you get to the cure. But the prolonging part is an important part, and it comes first. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. That's why, although it doesn't sound like a big thing, you know, like you say, oh, big deal. People would say three months. So what? Three months is a lifetime to ALS patients. Mm -hmm. And that three months, months, nine months span that we're talking about, that gives them now that additional hope that, hey, they've come this far and they're still working on it. Something's going to happen. So, mm -hmm. you know, it gives them that little nugget of hope that they're going to be here when the cure and treatment is found. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure for anybody who's lost somebody that they love as you have, if you could get three to nine months more with that person that you love and that you've lost, that is a tremendous gift. That is a gift of life. So, uh, Pat Quinn, keep up the amazing work that you're doing with the Ice Bucket Challenge and all the support. Looking for a cure for ALS. 
uh, I think Pat had a slogan, Quinn for the win, right? <laughs> so, such a <laughs> right. positive attitude, such a beautiful spirit that lives on. So, um, you know, we're just so one humbled. His, one of, and one of his biggest things was like every, every event we ever attended while he was with me was always find a reason to find your smile, find mm. your smile. Mm. And on top of that, dead on because life is appreciate Empire City Casino by MGM Resorts and the city of Yonkers and all the government officials that that they they, they just can't do enough for us in this endeavor. And mm -hmm. they're behind us 100%, raising awareness, making sure that the message is out there. And we're humbled that they both do that every year. Yeah. All right. Thank you for being here. Coming right back. Radio Night Live. Stay here. On MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. Queen-size MyPillows, regular price is $69.98, now only $19.98, and just $10 more for king-size. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to get Mike's amazing offer on the queen-size MyPillow for only $19.98, or call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code P. In addition to the special anniversary offer on the MyPillows, you will also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code P to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his MyPillow. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. Let's talk about my friends at Bay Ridge Honda because they are kicking off July 4th savings by saving you $1,500. That's how much you get when you turn in your trade or lease and purchase your next car with the Sabah family at Bay Ridge Honda. They've been your family-owned and operated dealer for over 60 years. Browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 2022 President's Award winning dealership. And right now, get 0 percent APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus, receive $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease when you purchase your next car with them. Even if you don't buy a car from them, they want to buy your car. So visit them at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. Available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. Ends 73023. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. Everyone knows the old saying, nothing lasts forever. Well, whoever said that obviously never bought a timeshare. Not only do your maintenance fees and assessment fees go on forever, they go up forever. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group. Over 10 years ago, I was a timeshare salesman. But once I saw the dark side of the business, I quit. I started helping folks get out of their timeshares. Since then, we've helped over 30,000 families by getting them out of bad timeshares. If your timeshare agreement goes on forever, if you were told timeshares are a great investment or your maintenance fees will never go up, you have questions, we have the answers. Give us a call. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we'll get you out of your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call Wesley now for your free information kit, 800-839-8484. That's 800-839-8484, 800-839-8484. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970, The Answer. more from New York Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin McCullough. All right. Only a final few minutes left in this uh, week of Radio Night Live. And of course, the Fun Friday edition. Christine Nicholas is here with your tips for this weekend. Well, thank you, Kevin. And I do want to thank our guests from the ALS Bucket Challenge, Pat Quinn. Don't forget, uh, check out uh, at Empire City Casino, 810 Yonkers Avenue. And it's yonkersny.gov slash IBC. Uh, for more information, don't forget New York City Restaurant Week also goes through Sunday, August 20th. Thank you, Tim Ziat and Nina Ziat for uh, being so helpful and for 
figuring out Restaurant Week. He is the founder. He's the grandfather, the creator of Restaurant Week. Without Tim Zagat, we wouldn't even be talking about Restaurant Week. Um, folks, there is the 44th annual Thunderbird American Indian Pow Wow at Queens County Farm Museum. Um, this is very exciting. Sunday, it, go, it starts today, Friday, and goes through Sunday, July 30th. Um, it is located at 73-50 Little Neck Parkway in Queens. Tickets to view the dance competitions, they're 12 to $18. Talk about, you know, that is amazing. Um, weekend passes are available for 24 to 36, and performances are 12 to five and seven to 10. So you have two choices. Um, the gates open both days at 10 a.m. To purchase tickets, go to queensfarm.org. And Kevin, I mentioned that uh, Rye Playland may be doing something Quack. ducky. Yes, Quack. yes, just ducky at Playland. They're gonna have the world's largest duck uh, be on the Long Island Sound. It's 60 foot high mama duck and her 10 foot baby duckling. So um, I think the duckling is called Timmy. Oh, so oh, cool. uh, come this weekend to Rye Playland and you can get amazing Instagram photos because that's what it's all about. Um, and you can check that out. Don't forget the Yankees are away this weekend uh, against the Baltimore Orioles and the Mets are home versus the Washington Nationals. Uh, my good friend, Julian Phillips, former DCPI, Deputy Commissioner for Public Information for the NYPD and a former radio host. Uh, he will be joining you next week. And a former contributor to the Fox News channel. People would know yes. him from TV, from uh, Fox News. Fox yeah, looking forward to it. Weekend. I mean, yeah. he has enormous shoes to fill. And I'm not saying that because you're good. I'm saying that because your feet are literally the size of uh, the, uh, hey. the city. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. Not supposed to make jokes oh. like that. Uh, no, but no, anyway, no. Uh, no, you we oh. miss you big time when you're not here, lady. Um, well, you're in good stead with Julian. So if you, you have nothing else sit? going on on Saturday yeah. night, nine o'clock, flip over to the Salem News Channel, because Jason Aldean who has mm. been uh, at the center of a controversy <laughs> for his latest single, uh, and it has shot to number one because it is pro law enforcement. <laughs> it basically has the message to don't don't mess with us because we don't want that. Anyway, um, the number one song in the country, he will be part of the um, That Kevin Show this weekend, as will Nick Shakur, who plays uh, the father of um, the Sons of Thunder, Zebedee, mm -hmm. in uh, the Chosen series, the TV series called The Chosen of the New Testament uh, narrative. He will be with us. Uh, along with uh, some other special surprises uh, this weekend. And if I had time for just real quick, I'll give you a tipsy tip this week. You oh, want a please. new drink? Want to oh, enjoy something tasty? Can I always use a tip on a tipsy tip? Okay. It's called the Jasmine. Uh, you do a one and a, half, uh, one and a half ounce shot of gin. You add to that a half ounce of Campari, a half ounce of Cointreau, and three-fourths of an ounce of lemon, a little shot of orange bitters. Shake it up. Pour it up uh, in a very nice cocktail glass, nice and cold, and sip to your heart's delight. You'll love mm, it. Sounds delicious. So I like to shake it, serve it up. You could do it over ice, but then you wouldn't shake it. You just pour it over ice. Mm -hmm. But I, I prefer it up. So mm. that's that. Hey, have a great weekend. Thank you, Kevin. Happy weekend, folks. And friends, to all of you, we hope you have a great one as well. We'll see you next time.